Hello. Welcome to Autism in Outer Space. This is Elise. And I apologize. It's been a couple weeks. Um, I kind of needed some time to recover after um, the conference that I helped with. And um, I actually did record an episode talking about the conference and how it went. But unfortunately, the audio was really bad. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't have any kind of microphone or anything, but I'm thinking maybe it's time to look into that. Um, So, yeah. So I apologize that it's been a little bit. Um, So if you don't know, um, if you don't, if you haven't been listening or maybe missed this, I am a music therapist and I... Uh, helped to plan a local conference. Um, and you might be aware, of, you know, that a conference, like, I'll just describe what goes on there in case you're not familiar with, with what would go on at a conference. So basically it's like different courses and like continuing education opportunities and things like that. Um, excuse me there's there was also a an exhibit hall and like an award ceremony and um and of course for music therapists so <laughs> we're gonna have a jam session and a drum circle and like and stuff like that and and it was um it was fun um and I don't know everybody especially people that know about my diagnosis um were like, how'd it go? Because I, I did, I was pretty open and honest that I was anxious about it. Um, and, it and it felt good to express that because I feel like before my diagnosis, um, I keep saying, I don't like, I don't like that I keep saying my diagnosis. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not sick, you know. <laughs> um, before I knew I was autistic, <laughs> um, I would, I would be very self-conscious and embarrassed about the amount of anxiety I would feel and how often I'd feel anxiety and, and the things I would feel anxiety for because I didn't know why I was anxious about them. Um, and especially when the anxiety had to do with social stuff, anything social, um, I was very self-conscious about that uh, because I kind of viewed it as like something that was wrong with me or like a, a trait that, or personality trait that, you know, I, um, I don't know. It was just, that was just bad or that I was a failure at or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so, so before I knew I was autistic, I probably wouldn't have expressed my anxiety about this, uh, about something like this. Maybe to my, except maybe to my husband. Um, uh, I feel like I, I, I don't know. I think because I spend every day, we, you know, we see each other every day and we kind of, we kind of are each other's like person. Um, best friend. I don't know what you want to call it, but, um, I think because of that, I tend to feel most comfortable unmasking around him. Um, 
Yeah. And I I feel like when I'm not that I'm not comfortable around my family, but I feel like when I'm not with someone like all the time and I don't see them like really regularly and by regularly, I mean like every day, I kind of like, I kind of have to get used to them again. Um, and I know I read a book where someone expressed this. It was, oh gosh. Uh, no, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it. Um, it was, it was a book I read after, after I found out I was autistic. I can't remember what book it was. Um, you know what? I will, I think I should be able to find the title of it pretty easily. Cause I know what book it is. I just like, I can like picture it in my head. Oh yes. I can like, <laughs> I can like picture the title, the title cover, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I will, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say what it, what the book is in the show notes. Um, but anyway, yeah, in that book, I remember the author was, and it was like, a what, an autobiography? Is that what it's called when it's, when you're writing about yourself? Um, uh, so the, the woman was a late diagnosed autistic and she was saying how when she's away from somebody, like, I think she was saying she was away from her husband or, or something like that for a few days or a week or whatever. And, um, when she came home, she kind of had to like get used to her house again and like get used to, you know, being with her husband all the time and like him being in her space, you know, and I kind of go through the same thing. Um, like I'm very close to my family, but when we've been apart for a bit, um, I kind of have to readjust and it takes me a little bit to feel comfortable again. Um, and I always thought that was really weird. Um, and didn't understand what that was. Um, I, I, I assumed a lot of those types of differences, um, such as, so that along with like eye contact, difficult, like difficulty with eye contact, I thought those things were like, uh, meant that I didn't have a good relationship with my family or something, even though I know I did. So it was very confusing. Um, cause I'd be like, okay, I, I do have a good relationship with my family. They're really great. Um, there's no reason we see each other often. There's no reason why our relationship shouldn't be good. So then I'd kind of like, and I knew it was me. So I'd be like, well, I guess I just, and it just, I guess it comes back to like the the I thought it was a bad personality trait I'm like I guess I just have trouble connecting with people or I don't know I just I I want I want to connect with people um I want especially the people that I love but when I would when I would try like there was always like something there like this like barrier like the difficulty with the eye contact and having to get used to people and you know now now when I when I experience those things I just remind myself that it it doesn't mean that um that I'm bad at relationships I'm or I'm bad at socializing or I'm bad at um you know having a good relationship with my family or that we don't have a good relationship you know it's just there's nothing wrong with that um 
and it's just my brain works a little differently than some people so yeah um that was a little bit of a tangent <laughs> so hope you um are along for the ride on these tangents um <laughs> so I guess I'll talk about the conference. <laughs> I already made that one episode, but yeah, I just, I just, I, I, yes, I am very self-critical, so maybe it wasn't as bad as I felt like it was, but I just, I was like, oh, this audio is just so bad. And I know I've, I've talked to autistics that, um, that struggle listening to poor audio quality, and I don't blame them at all, because sometimes I do too. It kind of depends on, on what the what the issue with the audio audio quality is and I was just I don't know I was just like no because I thought like oh I could put a little message at the beginning and be like oh sorry you know if you can't if this bothers you you know just just a warning that this audio quality is not great um but yeah I'm just I just get too self-critical critical and like in my head and I was just like no no, no I gotta delete it um so I'll try to give a really quick summary of, about it. How about that? Because I don't really need to go into into great depth. I guess the, the main things were that um, I got there early on Tuesday. And so I went on Tuesday and Wednesday, which was there was some pre-conference stuff going on, but not a lot. It was especially Tuesday. There was hardly anyone there. Um, by Wednesday afternoon... It was people were starting to get, to get there and um, like get registered because courses started, uh, our presentation started the next morning. Um, but like Tuesday and beginning of Wednesday, I was able to kind of just get used to. So it, this took place at like a convention center. Um, and we could stay in the hotel across the street. And since we were helping the hotel, half of a hotel room was paid for. Um, but I advocated that I needed, absolutely needed my own room. And I did disclose that I was autistic. Um, and I felt comfortable in that. It was definitely an, a comfortable environment for me to feel like I could disclose that to most people. Um, I mean, um preferably people I like already know um but um yeah it's it was it's the the people attending the conference were very just accepting of all types of people there's a large lgbtq and neurodivergent community I feel like um music therapy I feel like there that wasn't always the case but I think it's more just people feeling more comfortable and um, and aware of, you know, their identities and talking about it and, um, and, and advocating for themselves. And I don't know. Um, yeah, it was a very accepting environment, but, uh, yeah. So when I got there on Tuesday, I, uh, it took a while for me to adjust and I felt pretty, pretty anxious um, but you know, the good thing was that I was volunteering and also that there were a lot of people helping. Um, I wasn't like the only one, I wasn't like the only one, uh, volunteering or even in charge of, um, the things I was in charge of. So, 
Um, I was able to take breaks when needed. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think getting there on Tuesday, um, was helpful because by the time, uh, the conference really kicked into gear on Thursday, I had had a chance to see where things were, kind of get used to the people I'd be working with a little bit and, you know, and just the schedule, like what I would be expected to do, expectations, you know, find out where our home base, quote unquote, was. We kind of took over a room with all our stuff, <laughs> conference stuff, personal stuff, snacks. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so I think I think that was helpful. So that was one thing that I noticed um, that I had a lot of anxiety getting used to just all the unknowns, you know, as, a, as, I mean, I think that's what a lot of, or at least from what I've heard and read is that a lot of autistics struggle with those, you know, all those little details that, you know, it's not common for people to give you. I mean, for example, like, um, did, I wouldn't expect people to send me pictures of the entire place, <laughs> And, you know, and there's some things that are just going to be unknowns no matter what. Like, we weren't sure what room we were going to be was going to be our quote-unquote home base. So, um, yeah, so you don't know what it's going to look like till you get there. You, uh, we, we had been meeting, the people I had been meeting with had been mostly over Zoom. Pretty much all over Zoom, um, except for one meeting, um, which was the very first meeting a long time ago like probably almost a year ago. So, um, yeah. So then, um, and then it was, you know, definitely overstimulating and overwhelming socially. Um, but I, I dealt with it pretty well. Um, I did post on Instagram that I did, that I had a little bit of a meltdown. So trigger warning when I talk about a meltdown, but it, it's not, anything major. Um, so what happened was, um, I was starting to feel overwhelmed. Um, I think it was on Friday. Um, I might've been a bit hungry. It's always a trigger for me. <laughs> um, and I was supposed to be volunteering at the registration table. And um, when I like have something in my schedule and like planned out in my head of what is going to happen, it's difficult to veer away from that. Um, so I kind of found out last minute that there was an alumni get together for the college that I went to, um, and that there'd be pizza there and it was, you know, a little get together and pizza party. And I was like, okay, um, I guess I'll see if I can go to that. Um, my, a friend of mine, um, who, um, is just really awesome. I was going to like talk about how awesome she is, um, for a second, just very accepting and, um, she, I, she was like the first person that I wanted to tell one of the, one of the first people I wanted to tell after I found out I was autistic. And, um, because I, I don't know, I, I felt like I really value our friendship and I 
just wanted to, um, I don't know. I just wanted to be like, this is me and, you know, and, and I'm not really different from how I've always been. Um, and I just have a better sense of myself and, um, and I just wanted to, to like tell her everything and I knew, I knew she would be, um, that she would be awesome about it, that she would, um, ask questions about it. She's very, um, I don't know what the word is. She, she's, she's very honest, um, but not in a way that I've ever felt is rude. I mean, like some, sometimes it can be a little like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, but, um, but I like it. I feel like there's no, I feel like I know her and there's no sketchiness or like wondering, um, underneath that. She's just very open, um, but also respectful and trustworthy. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's, she's like, and, and she's stuck with me. I feel like through the years, a lot of my friendships tend to be such situational, um, and I have trouble holding on to them, but she's always, I've always felt this gratitude. Ugh, I don't like the word gratitude. <laughs> it just reminds me of like toxic positivity too much, but, um, I've just always been thankful for her, um, the way she's hasn't given up on me. Like if I, if I don't talk to her for a while, um, it's not like, I feel like a lot of times when you don't talk to someone for a while and, and the friendship kind of becomes like a situational past in the past type of friendship. Um, I feel like, you know, you're just like, am I still friends with this person? You know, do they, I feel like it's too weird. Is it too weird now to reach out to them? Has too much time passed? Like, when is it too much time? You know what I mean? Um, but for her, it's like, it's never too much time. Um, and, and she makes that effort, you know, she'll make that effort to say, Hey, I'd, I'd like to plan a trip to come visit you. Um, which is good because that's not something that I typically do. So, um, it's nice when, um, someone else takes the initiative, um, to do that because sometimes I need to be pushed to, um, get together with someone. <laughs> and it's not that I don't want to, it's just, just that anxiety, you know? So anyway, okay. So I went, I went on a little bit about, <laughs> about my friend. So, um, she went to college with me and so she was kind of pushing me to go to this thing. Um, which I, again, I, I, there's times I def, I do like being pushed and I did, and I did want to go. So I was, I was definitely hesitant, but I think it mostly had to do, and yes, I think it did have to do a little bit with being, feeling kind of overwhelmed and kind of burnt out, um, with the whole conference. But it also had to do with the fact that I was being rigid about like, you know, I'm supposed to be at registration. I, I volunteered here. This is where I was planning on being, you know, and now I have to switch gears about what my expectations are. So then, um, and the registration table was like, nobody was there. So it was no, no problem. And there were other volunteers there. So it was, and they agreed that it was no problem if I went for a bit. So I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. 
So I thought I knew where it was, but it wasn't there. It was in a different place. Um, it was across the street at the hotel, which I was familiar with the hotel since I was staying there. So I like, you know, that that was helpful. I, th- I think that would have thrown me for a loop even more if um, they were like, oh, it's at the hotel. And I was like, I haven't even been to the hotel. I've never been there. <laughs> and people would probably be like, so? And I'd be like, but I don't know what it looks like or like what to expect when I walk in. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but so anyway, I was familiar with the hotel. So, but I was like, she said it's in a hotel room, like somebody's hotel room. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, it's going to be really crowded in there, isn't it? But I didn't know that for sure. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. So I pushed myself to go. Um, and I don't know. It made me feel a little bit better that she went with me because I don't know. I think I get, I get nervous that like when I don't know what to expect, it really helps if somebody's with me. I don't know if it's like a body doubling thing. I don't know if you guys have heard of body doubling with like getting tasks done. Um, I don't know. I just feel more comfortable with somebody. I th- I think it's because, I think it's because in my mind, I'm like, if something that I don't expect happens, it's like somebody's there with me to react and then I can like just mirror their reaction. And or if I don't know where I'm going, I feel better because there's somebody with me and um I don't know, I start to I don't panic as much because I'm like, "Oh, it's okay. There's somebody else with me that's lost. They can ask for help." <laughs> and I can just stand there. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, so I went with her, and the get-together was was crowded, and it was loud. There were, like, sudden people, like, laughing very suddenly and loudly. And um, at this point, I had already used my loops a few times at the conference, so I had them with me, ready to go. Um, I put those on. Um, but in that setting, it's, like, pretty much impossible for me to have a conversation Um, and it's not necessarily, not necessarily the loops. It's that I can't hear the conversation loops or not. No loops. In fact, I think I can hear conversations better with the loops because it takes the sensory input down a notch to the point where I can like concentrate on what somebody's saying. Um, and, but yeah, so there was, there was the pizza, which is good. (laughs) And, um, I honestly like kind of folk just focused on eating my pizza, like, and that having a distraction like that does help a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just felt, I was kind of like standing in a corner. I just felt very, um, I don't know. It's very, it was, it's very uncomfortable for me, very uncomfortable for me to be in a tight space like that with a lot of noise. Um, trying to mask I I was trying not to mask too hard because I'm like okay I I am around people that are going to be like like I'm safe you know I'm it's safe for me to unmask I feel safe most of these people are at least acquaintances you know this is this is a safe space um so I, I did feel myself like wanting to rock and so I tried to let myself but I just I just felt so uncomfortable. Um 
And yeah, so eventually I excused myself. Um, my friend was, my friend, um, was nice enough to ask me if I was, uh, having a hard time with the crowded room and, and noise and stuff. And I was honest and I said I was, um, and so when I said I was going to leave, um, you know, she knew why didn't definitely no judgment there or anything. Um, and you know, she was, we were talking or she, or we, I don't know, mostly, mostly she (laughs) was talking to one other person. Um, and I was just hoping that that person didn't think I was too rude because I, um, I normally would like be trying extra hard to appear very friendly, you know, and, and, uh, smiling a lot, things like that. But I just felt like I couldn't, my face felt like stone. I don't know. (laughs) I just, felt like I had a very flat affect um and there wasn't much I could do about that um I couldn't I was kind of beyond the ability to like act super friendly and happy when I didn't feel that way um even though there are like normally if I'm masking then I'll do that but um so I left and I went back to my room um even though I was like no no no, I should go to registration that's where I'm supposed to be um but I was like, I cannot, like I ha- I was having that. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a subtle feeling, but it gets stronger once I notice it. And what it is, is, um, when I'm starting to get overstimulated, um, slash overwhelmed, I have this like urge to run away. So like the flight, you know, in fight or flight and, um, yeah, it, it, sometimes it takes me a little bit to notice that, but once I notice it, it kind of gets stronger and stronger. And so I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta, I was recognizing that I wanted to like run away. So I was like, I need, I need some time in my room. So I went to my room, which is exactly why I wanted my own room. I need to be able to go to a place where I know I'm not going to get interrupted. Um, and I just let myself have the meltdown in my room um it wasn't anything like abnormally intense just you know for me meltdowns are some crying and rocking and holding myself and like kind of like a hunched over I always go to the floor I don't know what it is I just feel safest on the floor (laughs) um and so but it didn't last long or anything and um I let the registration people know that I needed some time and, um, and it was fine after I felt a lot, I felt a lot better after just tired and like a little more sensitive because, um, you know, even though the meltdown was over, um, I still wasn't like fully recovered, I guess, from, you know, from being overwhelmed. I really needed time, like more extensive time alone, you know, to, to recover so um but yeah I um I had my headphones I listened to music um which really helped uh I tried to move around you know stem a bit um yeah I don't know I think I think it went okay um it's just I feel like it's important for me to not acknowledge for myself and, 
you know, if others ask me how it went to acknowledge that it was difficult. <laughs> um, but would I do it again? I, yeah, I would do it again. I would do it again. Um, I think it's just, it's just important to acknowledge when something is, is, was difficult or is going to be difficult. And, um, if it's something that hasn't happened yet to make sure you're prepared, you know, bring the stim toys, bring the headphones, bring the loops, <laughs> bring a weighted blanket. If you can, I wanted to bring my weighted blanket, but I didn't want to have to carry it. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I, my newest special interest, which I think I might've mentioned on here. I'm not sure. Uh, I think I have. Yeah. Um, is knitting. So I brought my knitting. Um, I listen to my podcasts and things that I love and YouTube channels that I love listening to. And, um, I, I think I planned pretty well. Um, I think I did a pretty good job. So yeah, so it was difficult, but, but it, it was doable and I, and I did enjoy myself. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's that, I guess, um, this is a good place to wrap it up. Um, I am hoping to go back to, to an episode every week. Um, I apologize for not being the most consistent person. Like I haven't picked a day where I'm like every Tuesday, every Saturday (laughs) that hasn't happened yet. So I apologize. Um, I was going to try to aim for making the episodes on Saturday, um, maybe using Sunday if needed and then um releasing them on Monday. So again, the trick is just as always <laughs> is getting time to be completely alone so I know I won't be interrupted. Um I mean, I could always just go for it and edit out interruptions, but um I just completely lose my like train of thought and my vibe and I just I don't know. I feel like I just can't make it like flow if I'm interrupted. <laughs> Um, and I don't know if it's, I think it's more so like my brain's flow, not like the recording's flow, if that makes any sense. (laughs) So, alrighty. Well, as usual, I am going to go grocery shopping now. Um, it's my grocery shopping time and I, sometimes I record an episode for a bit in the car before I go inside and, you know, it's a nice transition. It actually, I actually... I actually kind of enjoy sitting, sitting in a parking lot by myself. The only thing that freaks me out is I worry that somebody's going to come up and like startle me. Like if they walk like by my car coming from behind, I, I don't know. I'm very sensitive to like people coming near me without me knowing about it. <laughs> um, I'm the same way in the store too. Like I, I feel like I'm always like watching around me and, and I just, I feel like very, um, uncomfortable if there's somebody like behind me or something and I'm like very aware of what they're doing. (laughs) Um, but I, what I'll do is I'll lock my doors and it makes me feel better. And this is a perfectly safe place. I'm not necessarily afraid of like somebody, um, somebody like kidnapping me or something. (laughs) It's really just more afraid of like being startled. (laughs) I don't know. So anyway, I'm going to get going and I appreciate you listening very much. Um, I have been very excited to see as like V as not views because this isn't YouTube. Um, 
<laughs> as the number of listeners has increased, um, it's been super exciting. I love seeing that number um, go up. And it's not like a super high number or anything like that. But it just makes me happy that anybody listens. And um, and I just hope that, I don't know, that I, that it's helpful to somebody, <laughs> somebody out there. Um, so yeah, so as you, as always, feel free to email me, um, at autism and outer space at gmail.com, um, and check out Instagram. I'm, I have also been a little bit quiet on Instagram the last couple weeks, um, but planning on getting back into posting. Um, I try to share relatable content, um, in my stories, like content that I come across memes or, I don't know, TikToks, videos, um, graphics, stuff like that. Of uh, I follow pretty much all uh, autistic, like actually autistic um, content creators on my Instagram. So I, I try to just share their like really relatable material. And um, yeah, so. Alrighty, well, I'll let you go. <laughs> and I will talk to you soon in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.